0: live here alone on the top of a mountain that is windowed on all sides. I look out onto the clouds and peaks and birds all day every day.
1: Have you ever wondered what it's like to spend 100 days alone in the wilderness? Amy Pearson knows firsthand. I had a conversation with her about how spending 98 days as a fire lookout in the Bob Marshall Wilderness prepared her for self-isolation during COVID-19. I'm Britta Meyerly and this is Your Wild Place.
0: When I initially signed up to be a fire lookout, I had heard about Jumbo and its remoteness in the Bob. And I was fascinated by the thought of going to such a remote place and just spending time to see how it would affect me, what I would see, what I would feel, what I would experience. And it was, just as powerful as I thought it would be, and I would say more so.
1: Amy mentioned Jumbo Mountain. A little context Jumbo is in the middle of nowhere. It's one of the most remote lookouts in the lower 48. I had to know how she got there.
0: It took me, let's see, I started at Spotted Bear the first day. I hiked to Black Bear, which is about 10 miles, and stayed in the, a cabin there. And then the next day I hiked about 20 miles to get to Big Prairie Ranger Station. And then I was there for a couple of days just to kind of get acclimated. And they weren't sure if they needed me up at the lookout yet because it was still pretty early July. Um, But one night, the others who were there at the ranger station and I were outside having a campfire and we had a lightning storm go through and we watched a peak Charlotte Mountain uh, got struck by lightning. So I called my first fire in that night and they sent me up to the lookout the next morning. So, uh, which is 17 miles. So it's quite a distance, but the days it took me to get there were a little bit spread out.
1: Wow. A few things about Amy. She grew up on the plains of Montana. She has a Ph.D. in organizational communications from Arizona State University. She spent a few years in Asia and returned to Montana because she missed the Rockies. She has been a professor of humanities at Flathead Valley Community College in Kalispell, Montana, and is currently chapter president of Montana Wilderness Association's Flathead Kootenai branch. She's also a writer and photographer. I wanted to talk with her about what a typical day at the lookout was like. With stay-at-home orders in place throughout the country right now, a typical day for many of us looks very different than it used to. I wondered if it was the same being in the wilderness for an extended period of time.
0: Yeah, I really fell into a routine, I would say, and I've been thinking about that a lot lately uh as I've been spending a lot of time inside by myself and finding myself every day doing similar things, right? So you wake up around the same time, make breakfast, very simple breakfast, go out and check the landscape for smokes, see if anything happened overnight, you know, just looking at the landscape. And then a lot of reading, a lot of writing, a lot of staring at the sky, a lot of watching the weather as it changes, and uh, really time to myself just to kind of think about things, not think about things, read.
1: With that much time to reflect and meditate, I was curious what Amy learned from the experience.
0: I don't like the word blessing, but just <laughs> being more aware of how amazing it is that we we really have it—that we can go to the grocery store and uh, purchase items, and those are available for us. That we can turn on the lights. That we um, we have each other. We can be in contact with each other. That connection that we can share. Even though I've never really been a Technologically advanced human, um, but during this time, currently with the COVID nineteen, being able to FaceTime with my parents yesterday during the holiday, it's not the same as being with them in person. But I can see them and I can see their expressions and hear them, and all of that is is pretty wonderful and great. So I think gratitude was one of the biggest lessons.
1: Even though we're talking about a book called 100 Days of Solitude, one of Amy's favorite experiences during that time was, perhaps unsurprisingly, with other people.
0: I really love this story. And it's funny, but one of the highs is when I was actually leaving (laughs) the lookout. And I hadn't really spent time around anybody and I i mean there would be a few visitors here and there who came up to the lookout so I did talk to people a little bit but not much. Um, but I was getting ready to hike out and I was hiking back up from Big Prairie to Black Bear and there were some firefighters who were back there because 2015 was a huge fire season. Uh, over 90,000 acres burned in our district alone. So it, you know, it was a very intense experience for all of us back there and a little bit um, traumatic, I would say. But I get to this cabin and there are firefighters there and just interacting with them was this thrilling moment of, wow, like human connection and conversation. And then the next morning in the hiking out, we met up on our way out, we met up with another group of firefighters. So along this journey, we were encountering more and more people who were all going out at that time. And it was just such a wonderful comparison to having hiked in by myself, to having this you know, wild experience out in the woods, you know, seeing animals and having strange encounters to leaving with this group of people whom I, whom I grew to dearly love who had also had a similar experience and just sort of being together in that. So that was a really powerful moment.
1: It wasn't all rainbows and unicorns or firefighters in this case.
0: Okay, well, so every once in a while, I would get a couple days off you know, it not uh not enough to like go out. I don't I know lookouts have done that before, but um I'd get like two days off where they would say you have to leave, you know, for your mental health and well being, it's a good idea for you to leave. So what I did in my during that time was I tried to hike and explore around the bob as much as I could. So, usually, these were giant adventures, uh mostly favorable, but not always. So, on one excursion, I decided to do you know a loop, and I would hike pretty dramatic distances just to move my body and just try to see so oh my gosh, I don't know if you've hiked in the Ba before, but And there's a great trail system, but not all of the trails that are on your map are necessarily maintained all the time. It depends on the funding that's available and areas and the weather that crews can reach. But you don't really know what those are necessarily. So, and I was way back there, so I was on this loop, an extreme loop, long distance, and I got to a point on um, on a pretty close to a mountaintop and the trail just gave out and it was pretty late in the day it was probably five in the evening and based on my plan with the map I should have been able to hike down back down to Danaher cabin where I was staying maybe like 10 8 8 miles away that evening but um but the trail just gave out and I didn't know the area right I was just exploring it for the first time. So I was there on this mountain and trying to find wherever it must be and I couldn't find it and I started kind of panicking I had like a little bit of water and one granola bar but it was like not totally safe and secure and these birds okay so I'm already kind of panicking and suddenly there are like these birds of prey hovering high above my head and I'm like alone on this mountain I'm like what am I going to do here right so I'm kind of like trying to call you're just by yourself right trying to calm myself down sit down these birds are like hovering and like diving at me <laughs> and then, so it ended up being okay I hiked out the way that I had come but in in the dark it wasn't it wasn't wise it wasn't a good um, situation to be in it worked out okay but it was just kind of a very lonely experience and especially the danger that is uh, possible became really apparent to me in that at that time
1: lastly I wanted to hear any words of wisdom Amy had from experiencing both some self-inflicted solitude in the wilderness and self-isolation for public health reasons
0: it's been so interesting how often that i've been thinking about that experience at the lookout lately i think what i would say is that opportunity isn't probably the right word but possibility maybe for us all to kind of slow down a little bit and spend time with ourselves spend time you know obviously those of us who live with others getting to know each other in maybe a deeper way but i live alone so just that time to to really kind of meditate on your own sense of yourself and your sense of the world and i think spending that time is is really valuable and really um potentially positive for society too because when we do spend that time alone i think we get a stronger sense of our own qualities our own weaknesses our own talents and i think in some ways this is it's possible for us to to all kind of do that a little bit now. I wake surrounded in beauty, and I'm not trying to be metaphysical. I wake in the morning to a one room building with exactly 26 windows, not counting the window door. My one-person bed is perched in the far northwest corner. If it gets too hot in the late afternoons, when the sun moves over to the west, there is a shade above the bed I can pull down over one of those 26 windows. An octagonal prism hangs there, sending rainbows of streaming lights around the room, so I am generally averse to covering it. My alarm goes off at seven, but I have been awake for hours, living the night sky in my dreams, the sky clouded with faces of people I have known and sensations I have experienced. Usually there are fires, not tangible ones, like the tree getting torched when we were all watching a lightning storm in late June at Big Prairie, but the outlines of them, an incapacity to fully breathe, a driving sense of urgency, an overriding nod to forthrightness in the midst of calamity, and colors like you have never seen. I live here alone on the top of a mountain that is windowed on all sides. I look out onto the clouds and peaks and birds all day every day. Sometimes there are goats. There is a bunny who sniffs around near the entry on the southeast side of the lookout in the evenings. I have tried making friends with all of these things, mostly to no avail, but I've got time. Suddenly, a lot of it, and I have heard that it takes time to know a place. Afternoons can get long. I have been one with the sky and the trees for days on end, and I want to say out loud that I am still a human. You are a tree, I say to a stunted pine, and I have to make myself lunch. I am jealous of the tree and upset that something not of my own accord has made us different. I crawl back up to the lookout, I fry up some eggs and bacon. I turn on some pop music and I dance around extravagantly, flailing my right arm around because I can. I take out a pen and paper and write all of this down, all to spite the tree. I go for walks around the cliffs in the evening and I am thankful to be human seen all of these things. Just now, I walked the goat trails down to my favorite meadow to the southeast. The sun was streaming into the valley over the Valyrian paintbrushes and aster. It was a vibrant mix of shades of light and purple. I looked all around in every direction, and there were no human beings. I felt deep joy. At being the only one.
1: Thanks for listening to Your Wild Place. Presented by Friends of Scotchman Peaks Wilderness. For more information about the Friends, visit our website, Peaks dot org This episode featured Amy Pearson and poems from her book, One Hundred Days of Solitude, published by Many Voices Press, available at bookstores across Montana. Your wild Place is edited by Ray Brown, theme music by Ben Olson and Katie Archer. Our next episode will be for those animal lovers out there, especially those that called Northwest Montana home. The animals, not the animal lovers. Enjoying this podcast? Visit our website, scotchmanpeaks.org, and click Donate to support Your Wild Place. If you donate between April 23rd and May 7th, 2020, your donation could go even further because it's Idaho Gives. And remember, subscribe to Your Wild Place wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode.